Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is NE Unleashed. No, without further ado. Let's just jump right into it. All right, so welcome back, everybody, to the show. Um, it's another interesting day and, well, Monday, and then I'll start of, the, of a new chapter, let's say. I'm just being ridiculously dramatic. But anyway, I have with me and kidnapped a wonderful INFJ <laughs> with the name of me. I've been kidnapped. Yes. <laughs> it's a thing now. I've been telling everybody, this is not going to be my brand. I'm just kidnapping people for it. That's what it means to have a guest on a show. It was against your will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your, your SP is kidnapping all the tools and it's like, yeah, yeah resources. <laughs> and your TE is like resources. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's a, and I was going to sound crazy, but everyone's a resource and I'm here to learn. So... <laughs> here for that energy but from what i understand from our from our various interactions joyce i kind of understand you to be the wise sage of type in my opinion like there's you've dabbled in a lot of systems yourself you're you're generally very reserved i think but at the same time that's because you have a lot going on mentally like you're definitely thinking a lot you're definitely processing a lot there's a lot of um it's not daydreaming because that's what we do <laughs> but like <laughs> it's um it's it's i don't know it's it's very like you play with ideas very very well it's very um beautiful minding it if you know if you've watched that film kind of a way is oh, how no, i imagine watched yeah. it but that's really sweet of you <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i imagine it i imagine like your ni and your ti just kind of like well let's lay out the map and let's start making draw like venn diagrams everywhere and i'm like okay <laughs> it's like what a what a trip um, so yeah like i think and I, I mean granted i personally have said this i think many times now that infjs are really fantastic people to get to know and get to talk to because they are very capable of unlocking uh, certain parts of people that they don't want to necessarily or they aren't, they aren't comfortable. It's like you create a space where that is very able or you're enable a kind of good space like that. Um, and also it's very, it, there's also a time where we feel very seen to an INFJ kind of eyes from, what, from how I understand it because of how honed in and focused you guys can come off. So I'm just saying like just fluffing you up a little bit here before we're going to get into it. Um, so yeah, like I really feel, and also I personally never, well, I just admit, like I, ne- I didn't really think much about you at first because again, with the whole reservation thing, like I didn't know you were very like, hey, what's up? Hi, how are you? And then bam, bam, bam. It's like all this like information and knowledge on type and I'm going, what the heck? How could I, how did I miss this? So for the listeners out there, she is a infinite well of information that if you're an any user you can draw from <laughs> till no end <laughs> it's like it's a black hole of awesomeness so that's kind of where i'm at with you joyce just thought i want to put you there on the spot <laughs> wow that was quite the opener, quite the opener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i so, feel like yeah, my yeah. NI helps bring like the depth of insight to your expansive thoughts. So it's like a good team. It's like a tag team. 
<laughs> I agree. Um, I mean, like, for example, like with this, with today's episode, I don't know. I just kind of want to focus a lot on your end. I hope you're comfortable with that or whatever, if whatever comfort means for you. Um, because I don't know. I want to tap into that brain. I want to see where this goes. And because I know you have a lot going on mentally, like I said before. So I want to see if there's anything to draw from. Specifically, let's say like experiences being yourself, like as an INFJ, and also what have you learned over, I guess, over the years, if you have. I feel like you do, but I don't know. I'm curious. For sure. So I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. But like as an INFJ, I feel like I'm always trying to um, tie loose and to ideas. So the reason why I can go like drill, drill down into an idea is because I notice areas where it hasn't been completely processed yet. And it's kind of like the reason why I seem kind of reserved or I take like, I'm a little slower to comment is because in that time I'm being thorough and I'm trying to like, I don't know, hone in on the central idea behind the idea. So yeah, there's that focus that you mentioned. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely there. I'm so intrigued by that kind of processing, like to know where it's not processed enough. I mean, granted, as an NED user, for me, none of my ideas are processed enough, right? So there's that. Um, I mean, I'm free to admit it. It's mine's very, like, I like to just touch base, albeit slightly and very shallow on a lot of things, like, you know, dip my fingers in all kinds of different ideas, but never really holding on to something that much. Um but then, I don't know, like, I remember t- I talked to NI users, like, especially like, such as yourself. It's just, there's this, um, the pull. I mean, we talked about it, right? The reverse ripple effect, where you yeah. gather all this information and it just kind of floats up into the abyss. Or not even the abyss, into the the grand matrix of life. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you any like, you make it, like, creative. You're like, it's this creative thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I always saw it, like, as this boring thing where I have to like process it like completely like it's almost like I cannot half do ideas I have to full do them or else my brain will not let me go and it's kind of like um I like it, it's like a compulsion to finish ideas I kind of call it like as a, mm. I kind of sleep you know like judges they're known for like finishing right but yeah. I think like with intuitive judges they like to finish ideas because they're abstract finishers. So it's yes. kind of like this pull to c- complete an ideation. Um, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I mean, it's why in socio, you got the whole perception judging thing has been switched, right? When it comes to identifying, because in a way, the focus on IJs is the NI. It's the perception first. It's not a judging function. It's a perceiving function. So there's a lot of focus on um, drawing all of the the ideas, the the inevitabilities of everything, and then just knowing what it is um, at the end of the tunnel first before even making a move, right? It's true, yeah. So it's kind of like getting all of, like the main focal idea so you can then draw from it to 
act in the moment with SE. So it's kind of like a way to mentally prepare for the SE. I don't know how to explain it. It's so cryptic. I'm like sending you a lot of cryptic things. Well, I mean, I'm sure, but like, it's funny because it's uh, a lot of, I believe, NISE access folks would be able to understand that kind of concept because I've been speaking to another INFJ for quite some time too. And um, yeah, a lot of what you're saying resonates definitely. I can't, um, mistake you both as you guys have to be an INFJs. There's no way that you guys aren't because of how that's, um, how the, I guess how the mind kind of, how your guys' mind works. It's very, I would say unique in that sense. Um, yeah. So there's almost like every time, well, at least I can tell for myself, like whenever I'm listening to how you, to when you guys articulate yourselves, it's almost as if I'm being faced with, what was once a undiscovered area of a planet, let's say, because the, you know, in my end, I'm still waiting for the planet to make a full rotation for me to see it. But then for you, you guys are already on that dark matter. So when it turns, I'm like, Oh, well, wow. Like, I get it. <laughs> it's like, congratulations. Like, wow. Um, so I think that's why it's fascinating. I mean, I mean, that's where I come off and come from the vibe of people need to hear what you guys have to say more. Cause there, even if it is, cryptic i think of it as um i don't know like i feel like it's supposed to be cryptic if that makes sense you know i I feel that there is no other way to describe what you guys are processing if it wasn't through crypticism because people really need to open their minds more to be able to understand the symbolism that you guys are working with which is basically the se reality that you guys are taking in right yeah it's almost like um, we we were organizing organizing what we're seeing and like the pattern of it. Yeah. So when we present it to you, um, it, it's we're presenting that organized thing that we were spending time on, but it can be hard to understand because you weren't the one organizing it. So then, like you, for for any users, I find that they can figure it out because they like to infer things. So mm-hmm. they'll go like infer infer is it this <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's like then i can course correct or tell you that you got it right mm-hmm. but like for some people they just completely disregard it um well yeah because you guys don't really this isn't something that's done over a period of let's say a day or two seconds sometimes for me for you guys it's so long term you know i wouldn't see results from you until i'm not just you in special, i'm just meeting you INFJs in general like i wouldn't necessarily see results Within a short term, it's very, you start seeing it the year after, a couple of years in, even five years, 10 years down the road is when you start seeing, oh my goodness, they just, they figured it out. They were just biding their time waiting for the right opportunity to just execute, if that makes sense. Because um, whenever I've asked INFJs, like, so what got you to this decision? There is a reason. There's a TI reasoning that there's a basis of everything they've done that got them to that point. So it's so fascinating to watch um, the end result. I guess for me as a TE user, like it's fun watching the end result because, and I don't really doubt that you guys won't be able to make it happen because I think because of my SI experiences of watching you guys making it, you know, executing it really well, you know, I can just trust that the NI is correct in those con- in that context or in this situation, right? Yeah, that's great. It's like you, you're a type seven too. So you're not as like, you're more optimistic about maybe the NI approach to 
<laughs> right? It's like lovely. I mean, in a time now when I have when I can't leave the house necessarily, I'm faced to deal with my five integration, which who has time for that? But now that I do, um, and I can't really say that I don't have time for it, I can actually like, sit and focus on the skills that I've collected over the years instead of just constantly eating, right? Like I can actually sit and digest whatever I can eat, metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, like the other day, like, I was just, you know, I was focusing on finger picking with the ukulele so now I can like play certain songs now. And then I'm now thinking of focusing on some artwork and see where I can get into that a bit. Um, just to see, you know, just keep honing skills because I have all the time now to do so. Um, usually I like to pride myself on being the jack of all trades, you know, don't really know what I'm doing, but, or where I'm going, but I am collecting all the way, but now it's like, well, I can't really move. So I can do stuff now. (laughs) I can just go back and see all the projects I've left unfinished. Um, which is tough. I mean, I'm saying this is, I'm saying it, but it's easier said than done because nobody really wants to integrate. Like the integration point is not an enjoyable (laughs) thing let's say um (laughs) is it for yours nine right yeah i think so which is letting go of the the fears and being part of like letting the moment be for what it is wow that sounds like a nine and se at together (laughs) that doesn't sound fun does it (laughs) like nine just be like (laughs) relaxed and chill (laughs) Mm -hmm. Telling yourself to, I, I mean, I told my friend this, he's an ESTP6, and I'm like, well, you have to kind of chill out, sit down, and sleep. And he goes, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Who wants to do that? And I'm like, well, I mean, that's exactly, I mean, I don't want to sit down and work on my skills, but here we are, right? Like, we don't really have a choice sometimes. Um, I mean, think about the twos, they have to sit and deal with their feelings. Ugh. So, that's a tough one that's a very tough one. <laughs> i don't think they got it easy i, I really don't um I'm just each type say, is being tortured in its own special way yeah like eights trying to be twos it's like no <laughs> I mean, you, can just, you can just imagine that kind of i guess the thought process they have to go through with that i mean it's it's crazy um by the way, moving back to, I guess, back to cognitive functions, I guess, because again, I know we went to the Enneagram for a second. Um, what is your take on, like, having a growth mindset? Because I know you briefly talked about it when I collabed with you on your, sh- on your episode, on your YouTube, um, where you caught how apparently my NE is very growth-oriented. I'm always seeking to innovate and try to do something else to deal with whatever situation I'm facing. And I kind of want to elaborate on that. I actually got curious more. So now that I think about it, um, what it looks like in other functions, like let's say an I, for example, um, or even in other functions completely. That's so true. So I guess I can take a crack at it. Um, Okay. We'll go over uh, extroverted intuition just because uh, maybe someone hasn't watched the show Type Talks yet, which you should if you Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gosh, Lord have mercy, they should. (laughs) It's such a good show. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, So the extroverted intuition growth mindset is when they allow for the expansion of their ideas, but they, they... follow through with something so they're kind of like learning new skills with their any or like going forward with their any but they still have that expansive quality of the idea generation Mm -hmm. but the the 
fixed mindset of extroverted intuition is when they bottleneck themselves and there's too many possibilities and they cannot pick one. So they end up picking none and then they end up doing nothing. So those are the two sides of the any coin I've seen. That's funny because I can draw a quick thing with that. So it, it's almost as if the growth mindset has a bit of compromise to do and why they could get to the growth portion. Like we all have to kind of make a sacrifice that at the end of the day, we do have to make a decision um, and make a stance on something and follow through with something. Because if we don't and we just choose nothing, it's more, that's more detrimental, if that's the right word, on our own health or growth, if anything, like will put us down even more so than what we initially think, even if we come off optimistic as an any dom or any user. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's like, you have to compromise the amount of possibilities you see in order to commit to maybe a few for, for that moment to hone in. Yeah, so I, you're right. I, 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 yeah, I did. I did bring up a little bit of back in back on your show because I said that um, even if you compromise, it's not the end of the world still because we have infinity, you know, on our side as an end user. Like I don't know. I just thought of it as why would you feel bad, like cry over a spilt possibility when you were given infinity anyway so we just have to kind of reframe your mind and see it for what it is or what it could be i think is a better way to put it as an any user um and realize that it still can be whatever you want you just have to pick one at the moment because the moment demands it but that doesn't mean it's the end because you gotta you can still keep going right like i don't know i just see i just see it as that that's kind of how i mean i know with myself i do that (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> no, you're, you're completely right. That there's such a like inspiring mentality. I, I mean, like, yeah. So, any users learn from Nate if you guys are <laughs> <Lord doing mercy>. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, just trust that infinity is on your side, and that you generate amazing, amazing, brilliant ideas. And if you were to take one and to run with it, you'd benefit everyone with your just expansive, um, like such such like amazing idea. So, yeah, just to tell all those any users out there. And I guess the next function I'll talk about is introverted intuition. So this in a growth mindset position is able to understand the trajectory that things are on and to give their wisdom to other people on how it'll like their actions will affect the inevitable trajectory of something. So it's kind of like, like, you know, cat passionate, you're like best friend. (laughs) She, Something like very growth mindset about her mentality with NI is that she has these wise tidbits that she writes about like how, you know, certain mentalities are not helpful, like, you know, competition and beating each other's down is not helpful, but, you know, bringing each other up is good. Like she'll have these wise tidbits because she notices the trajectory that certain mindsets have. And it's kind of like in a growth mindset position, NI is calling everyone out on like if something is going to go into a ditch and it's kind of like the NI user is letting people know about the inevitableness of that. Mm -hmm. But I guess in a fixed mindset, uh, NI can in, in one way uh, for, for the type six NI users, Mm -hmm. they might, feel a little stressed about what they're seeing because it's kind of like when you notice the trajectory of something and no one's doing anything about it it can it can seem kind of 
painful to know that or like it's kind of like helpless in a sense or like people don't listen to you Isn't and it, but like i like to compare this kind of an oracle syndrome where you could almost prof like see the eventuality but because no one can notice or listening to you you sound like a blind or a deaf or no a mute prophet or something which kind of sucks because like what do you do it's like you can't even affect the the change of the yeah like you said the change of the trajectory it's that would suck actually i agree yeah. yeah it's like a mute oracle that's so well put nate like great job with your name oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Five years. laughs> even though i personally don't even think of ni as a prophesying type of function i like to see it as uh localized or focused um what's it called it's like a focused prediction like based off of patterns like anyone can do it you just have to have your mind really open and your mind very focused. You can't just, you know, you remove the, the BS, remove the garbage that's distracting your mind. Then you'll eventually see what the NI users are seeing. It's just that for us who aren't NI users, it's harder because we are so attuned to looking at everything else but the NI. You know? Yes. Yeah. So everything else, like like I say, SI high SI stack folks will have a harder time seeing the NI trajectory because they're busy making sense of their reality. You know, let's say something crappy happened in their lives; they have no choice but to deal with the crappy reality first because it's right in their face. Whereas an NI would be like, "Well, why should I? It's I. I'm still looking at six months from now, so." this doesn't matter <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bring up a really good point, Nate. Like, NI is not prophesizing because, okay, think about it this way. There's, okay, prophecy is not NI because if that was true, then NI users would win the lottery. They would, like, I don't know, like, they do, like, these things that would actually, like, I don't know, win the lottery, mm. um, be rich overnight because, like, they predicted that this certain thing would do this. So they're mm. not, NI users are not prophesiers, but they have, like, focused insight, kind of like what... Focused foresight. There we go. Foresight is the word. Focused, <laughs> Which is a thing. Like, it's a, it's a phenomenon that all humans have. <laughs> yeah, everyone has it. I mean, people can all... I think I like to use the example of probability, for example. You know, people always go, well, you can't really predict this. You can. Mathematically, you can list it out and get it all out there. And you will get the result of maybe one or two probable you know, results. And I think people discard, dismiss it too quickly just because it takes a lot of mental energy to get to that point of wrapping all those numbers and, you know, probable possibilities into one probable result. But then NI people, this isn't, I, I don't know for you, but I, it, I don't think it's exhausting for you because this is what you're used to, to doing you know, sitting down and looking and seeing, like, let's say you have a single goal in mind and already you're, you know, taking away what doesn't really matter and isn't really going to affect your, affect the vision, let's say. And you guys like to use the word vision a lot because it's, it's the goal. It's the single point that you're trying to reach that you're heading towards. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess we can also go through the other functions as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess T T E like extroverted thinking in a mm -hmm. growth mindset. 
they would be able to get stuff done. They're efficient. They'll move things forward. They're kind of like, they're, they make like, it's kind of like my friend calls it finite uh, efficacy, like where they are bounded by reality. So they're able to be in tune with what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of like practically getting people to finish something. And so that is the pro or the, like when it's in a good state, but when I extroverted into, I mean, sorry, extroverted thinking is in a fixed mindset, it can come off as kind of micromanagey or not trusting other people in the sense that like they don't trust other people to be efficient or they don't, um, they can be kind of like micromanagey with their results. Cause like they kind of notice people being slow and like trying to like speed them up or it can lack tact sometimes. That's funny because I mean, I'm so intrigued by this cause it's just, I'm just seeing that. Is it, is it the, inclusion or the development of your auxiliary or your inferior even if you're a dominant perceiver or dominant judger that's supposed to help you with your growth mindset is that how you do it like when you in harmonize it with your other axis is it's that what it is yeah because a te person to start delegating it's is either taking a page out of fe or respecting everybody else's fi yeah um right and and just realizing that hey well i need to understand that they are individuals too just like i am and they too can be skilled and efficient as i am they just need to know where to go you know like they just don't know where their direction is and some people don't have direction in life so or they don't know how to find that out um and i'm looking at the dominant fi (laughs) folks who don't always know where they need to go um they know what they feel, but they don't know where to go. So in a sense, a dominant TE could be, well, this is where you need to go. Um, this is going to lead to this. This is going to make it happen. And you should do, try this. Versus, like you said, the micromanagey where they just don't really care about that person's specific needs anymore. They just think of, well, I just need this result done. You know, I just need this done now. It doesn't really matter how many people I step on or whatever that means, Right. That's so true. <laughs> I don't know. I find it interesting because I, I mean, I'm still trying to connect it with even with the dominant perceivers because as an ENFP with the growth mindset I had, a part of it, how I like to promote my, like for, you know, how I d- did the way that things that I did was, you know, listening to the whispers of my bad SI, you know, if I'm hungry, eat, if I'm tired, sleep, like don't dismiss it just because you think you could do without it. The answer is you can't do without it. It's part of you. <laughs> You know, except that at the end of the day, your body has a limit. And if we don't acknowledge that, we can't change it. I don't know. There was like that famous quote, you cannot change what you do not acknowledge. So if it's part of you, you just have to accept that it's a part of you. And over time, it starts to make more sense and you can build endurance. I just don't see it as um, permanent, if that's a way. I don't think I don't think we should have a permanent view on a lot of things. Sometimes um, I feel like we should always be developing. Crack, gosh, I feel like I'm now. You've opened a can of worms with me just talking about. I don't even want to sound inspirational. <laughs> I'm just like blah 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 about growth and development. It's like great, congratulations, you did it. Okay, next. <laughs> um. I just think it's cool. I don't know. Like this theory you have, it's so cool. Growth versus Wait. fix. 
you're you're so right about like how to be in a growth mindset you kind of have to be in like young calls it the individuation it's like incorporating either like your full psych or things outside of your dominant preferences it's like to be like i guess i wonder if our ego is attached to our the functions that we use a lot and that like a part of a growth mindset is to be able to let down your own ego so you can let other ways of being exist, coexist with. Oh, that makes so much sense because if our ego is too big, nothing else can come in. Like we would, it would just be a wall to everybody else's. And I don't know. We can't always trust our own perceptions because we are looking at one specific, I guess, idea of the world, but that mean, how else would we know the whole picture if we don't at least go out and meet the people, talk to them, see how they view the world, and then see how they affect it the way they do. And they're doing a good job sometimes too. So what makes them efficient and awesome in what they do, right? Like it's, it's that kind of give and take where we realize that if we all help each other, then we will be able to reach that goal of raising everybody up. If that makes sense. Yes, that's so true. And I guess- <laughs> We can go to extroverted sensing, SE. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) So the growth mindset of SE is when they can take like smart, calculated risks. Like they're a thrill seeker, but in the growth growth mindset position, they're an opportunist who can seize the moment and notice the exact times that physical reality opens a door to, to seize a particular risk or a particular um like so they're no uh, longer just like busting through each door they find they start to learn that it's smart to sometimes stop for a second and think it through before they make a decision yeah and it's even noticing like the opportunity in the moment and then capitalizing on it so i know it sounds kind of like te but it's not in the sense that it's more a noticing in the moment so it's like a perception of that it's so hard to explain no no i totally i think i totally got you um i'm comparing it to some cartoon um power when they explain certain powers where sometimes you just have to take a moment to take a deep breath and then really think about before you express the force you need to move an object let's say um because if let's say if you were (laughs) let's say if you were a psychic and you're trying to lift a coin but then every time you try to do that, you break the wall behind the coin. So what you're doing is you're expre- you're pushing too much, whereas you could only you could get away with pushing so little. So you're pres- you're conserving you're conserving your energy for something that's actually worth your force. So I guess for SE, it's just realizing that they can be more accurate, precise with their SE. Maybe this is I don't know if that affects the other the other folks like the ESFPs or something. Cause I don't, I'm not sure about that, but um, in a way it's where they start to really start thinking about how, when there is an alternative out there where there is a goal, if they have one, they can reach it without being so without exploding. Let's say, I don't know. I'm not an SE user. So <laughs> it just seems fascinating to me. So. <laughs> I, I can give an example of a growth mindset SE right now. Because um, my mother, uh, she's an ESFP, and something she did was she noticed my cat was pregnant. Because I don't know, like she looks pregnant. Like when you feel a certain ridge, and you can you just know. And the moment my mom knew that is that she 
she set up like this entire place where my my cat could give birth because she kind of like seized the moment and then she just acted but it was like Mm. it's that type of growth mindset like they they just do it you know just do it (laughs) no it's true i mean my friend he's he just does it like he goes why do you have to wait for doing the right thing when you know what to do already kind of thing um sometimes i mean exactly like you said before if you weren't if he wasn't healthy he would just be seeking thrills all day all night you know every day every day doesn't really care but then now it's it's very well i already know i'm good at handling things in the moment so i'm going to be there when i'm needed in the moment if that makes sense um like you know he'll be there when crisis comes down he's already ready. He's already there. <laughs> you know, whereas everybody's still thinking, he doesn't have to think it's, he's already ready. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, it's really cool. Um, I mean, it's what makes them so capable in a weird in a sense. It makes them capable to be multitasking. I don't, I don't know if it's so much as multitasking though, because it's just, they take in problem after problem as it comes. It's not really, yeah. they don't drop a problem. They solve it too. And then they move on to the next one, but it's just yeah. so fast. But for us yeah. who don't look at it that way, it's very, what you just, what were you thinking? He's like, I wasn't <laughs> just going for it. I was like, Dang. Yeah. Super yeah. epic. Now, super cool. Yeah. With fixed mindset SE, I noticed that there's some impulsiveness or not like they're not considering long-term consequences enough and they sometimes don't go back and look at long-term consequences enough. Oh. So it's a too, too reactionary. Um, oh, yeah. I can definitely see that. Um, not enough foresight in a way. Yeah. It's like they don't look at an object and start thinking that, oh, yeah, no, this is going to turn into this, and then they act on it. It's very oh, just the opposite of that. They just do whatever they want whenever they want, but then to the detriment of the, even themselves right? Yes, absolutely. They'll just start making decisions on a whim and the next thing you know, they're like, oh my goodness, I made decisions. And I'm like, yes, yes, you did. <laughs> that is, no, that is totally true. I mean, I've had, I think I've heard of my friend, he just, when he has his moments, I think it was back in high school and if he's listening, Lord have mercy, I'm like, forgive me, but I'm going to out you. But there was a time where he got really pissed off and he just kind of threw the ball, I think it broke or something. And he just, because he was just feeling it at the time. And in a way, it's it's not that local, it's not that focus, focused version of SE that he has now, now that he's older. Like he's in 28 now. And that was back when he was 15, I think. There's a whole different thing. Like when he used to be impulsive and then now it's very, you know, I don't want to do this right away. I know I can handle the world on my shoulder, but that's part of that is, I guess, the compromise of knowing when to push it. Because you already, like it's in his case, he already has the power. It's when to use it, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like not like our tendency when we go through situations is sometimes to double down on the functions that we're used to or that we're competent in or that like we feel is easier to use. But sometimes that causes um, negative side effects. So the point of growth is to kind of notice that you know, you have a hammer, it's your function that you love, but you cannot use a hammer for every situation. And it's like having that wisdom to know when to use it 
I don't know. That sounds fantastic, by the way. <laughs> I'm still not throwing that down. That sounds amazing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, when I was talking to Daniel, he'd always be, he was trying to fluff me up because with the whole, well, he likes how to see, like, seeing any users be this creative or the opposite, into, you know, axis of him, of his, seeing the world through such a different lens. And I go, because he, he's been getting or, you know, receiving along the grapevine, I guess, people just being envious of SE all the time. Um, and he goes, yeah, no, I mean, I know it's great, but he's going, you know, I also think NE and I is great, especially if you have it as your higher function because of what you guys can do with it. And he says, I can't do what you guys do. And I'm going, I mean, sure, but come on, though. It's SE. It's in reality. <laughs> it's like you can see it. <laughs> I mean, Lenore Thompson described SE doms as that guy who built the church, got the people there you know, got everybody involved, made the farm, got everything done, and everyone's happy type of thing. Like, it's all things that you can, you know, kind of, they're all tangible results that we can see. Whereas for people like us, that doesn't happen as often, right? Because, like, for us, it's um, it's all mental. You know, like, I still have a hesitation before I, I do anything. <laughs> I still have to process the NE sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So it's there. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, it's so fascinating. Um, what's your next uh, growth fixed function? Amazing. I guess we can go to FI. <laughs> so, <Lord have> mercy. <laughs> <laughs> like in a growth mindset, FI, it kind of fights for the causes that are right, even if no one else sees it yet. Or it's kind of like FI has its own um, idea of what it values. So in a growth mindset, it is able to, I don't know, point people or point itself in in a direction that is moral. Or maybe, like, do you have something to add to that too? Like, That's interesting. What- um, oh, I like to think of I like to think of it sometimes as realizing both how they can articulate their FI in a way that now makes sense for people and it isn't mysterious anymore. Because um, a lot of FI, we have the problem where we don't share enough of our feelings. Um, like I've seen a lot of people who are FI doms, let's say are the voices of moral morality in movies and certain films where they represent the reasoning of the ethical reasoning of something like, wait, we shouldn't do this um, because I don't feel comfortable dealing with this, you know, with this particular ethical thing. And I feel like sometimes we don't take into account those arguments or those opinions because we find or we reason that, oh, well, we know better because of this or we've learned this or we've learned that. But FI is kind of telling us, well, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you still hurt somebody. Like that's kind of like, (laughs) FI just like looks at it from that single point of just going, well, at the end of the day, you still did this. So we need, there still needs to be some dignity for that action that you just did or something. And sometimes they just go with the wording, but they don't necessarily follow through or they have terrible ways of articulating it. So I feel like a good growth thing for FI that they could learn to be sense, make sense of what they're feeling because we need to hear it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally, 100%. And FI in the fixed mindset, it can be kind of selfish, maybe. Oh, um, insensitive. It, oh, gosh. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I think I've had my fair share of bad FI people. <laughs> it was like self absorbed, but anyone and any function when it 
is too much in itself is self-absorbed too. True. So like, I don't know, any function that is doubling down on itself at that moment um, without considering other people or things is self-absorbed. So I think like that counts for any of the functions. But um, I guess that's what I would say for FI. Um, Cause sometimes it forgets, like it just consults its own values and then no one else's. And then it, it can come across as um, like selfish in that sense. Yeah. And, um, they, and they make the decision. Yeah. And the decisions that they make come off as only benefiting themselves versus um, hopefully benefiting others in a way, which I think is definitely, I think a good growth thing for FI users Um because I think I've met some really healthy FI folks who believe, like, like, I'm switching, my mindset is switching the TE DOM growth mindset. If you turn it around, FI DOMs already respect everybody's FI. But yeah. the execution of the values that they have isn't finessed or isn't possible or isn't, like, easy. So part of that, I guess, is realizing that they need to kind of balance that because at the end of the day, people will still be there for them um and that we also are ready to help them out you know you could have, like they could risk they could open up and tell like invent it out and make it happen and realize that you know the things that they do also affect us as well and we need that communication i don't know if that makes sense um but that's kind of where yeah. i'm coming from that makes a lot of sense <laughs> okay good <laughs> my bad ti is like well i'm just kind of going off along with all these functions you're telling me so <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love coming up with it on the spot too. So hopefully it's okay. Um, with, let's see, with something we have, SI. Yes. SI uh, in a growth position is it kind of reminds people of things in the past that have worked. And it's kind of like reminding people of the good things of the past. So it's like, you know, these practices are, they give people groundedness or like they they provide a sense of community or they, like they preserve the uh, traditions or even like SI isn't only traditions, but it's like, it's like remembering what in the past mattered. And it's like bringing it back for other people to remember too. How about you? Do you have anything? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to factor in their bad NE, right? Like the inferior NE in this case, because I don't know. I feel like healthy FI, healthy, sorry, healthy SI dominant and auxiliaries will see the chaos as in, as not as scary as it once was because um, I don't think whenever I see SI folks going through hardship, um, I tell them that don't just look at like, I, I feel as an any person, my first instinct to advise them is like, Oh, well, it's just something new, like whatever. It's not a big deal, but for them it is. And so mm-hmm you know going and using their own perception and working with that kind of mindset is that they should trust the SI more because um that's their focal point of their where you know where I guess I like to see SI as the nesting ground from with growth and innovation can be birthed from or yeah come from so in a way go back to your comfort go back to that place where you know that you feel safe because then you are going to build your um your strength and your armor to handle the chaos that's going around you so in a way si folks would have a really good and strong coping strategy ready 
when things go down that they have prepped from years and years and years because they don't have to worry about, oh, what? Like I lost the house? Well, I already have savings in the bank. You know, like that kind of thinking where Uh they don't have to feel and hurt themselves in mentally into a box where they're like in shock. What's the world that's going to end because their reality is shattering, but they realize, no, it's not. They've already planted seeds and tethers and strings everywhere. They've already broadcasted yeah. their investments. I'm saying this in TE, I guess, in a TE language, but I mean, they've already planted, you know, and made their place on the planet that I don't know, like the best, another way is like, especially if you're a ship, on a really rocky ocean and you have an anchor, right? And I feel like SI is when they have a really good anchor that they're not swayed by the chaos. So they'll still survive. So I think it's like trusting that in their SI that they're going to survive whatever, you know, crap happens to them, whatever's thrown at them, they aren't going to be phased. Like, I feel like, like I'd say with my parents who are both SI dogs, um, they don't get shocked when things go down. It's only when the most extreme cases that they haven't really prepared for but let's say financial stuff, they're not really the type to kind of cry about it because, you know, they know what it was like. They tasted poverty and they've also tasted having some money and they also tasted, you know, saving it and being able to have a backup in mind. So they're not, when things go down, it's not something to cry about. And I think that's for them how they've dealt with it. I don't know if how the other SI folks have done it, but I've noticed at least that they're, they're SI so well rounded or so well developed that the foundation that they created for themselves is what's helping them keep their sanity. Does that make sense? That's so true. Like referring to SI as an anchor is such a poignant imagery because it's true. They're kind of like the, I don't know, it feels so stabilizer to say like anchor because mm-hmm. it's like they provide the anchor like in situations and that is really good imagery good job Nate. (laughs) (laughs) i'm just going off from you okay like you say something and i'm just following around with it (laughs) and then (laughs) the fixed mindset of si is not letting the new in um it's kind of like they preserve too much of the anchor and then they reject anything outside of the anchor does that oh, make sense? yeah. Well, I think in this case, it's no longer a ship in um, the middle of the ocean. They're just, I don't know, like they're just on an island now and they barricaded the island. <laughs> it doesn't really matter if anything comes in. They're just in their little <laughs> place, right? Or they just dug a hole in the ground, put their head in and called it a night. Like nothing else anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's a rough one. I think I've seen some bad... Um, I keep seeing the word bad because I don't really have good TI words. I think I've seen least or less developed SI in some folks that really just don't trust that innovation is a thing. Um, and I get that they are comfortable with certain aspects of their lives that they want to keep it up, but at the expense of being left behind um, over something that isn't really going to cost them much. You know, like sometimes technology is meant to, make your life a little bit easier, but sometimes they focus too much on the fact that, well, I appreciate the hard work. I don't need it to be easy. And I'm going, yes, but you know, you still have to see that working smart to conserve your energy so that you have more time to let your NE prosper is the way to go rather than, you know, keeping your SI so exhausted all the time because you're constantly, let's say, hand washing everything and hand laundering everything. And you never really realize that you could just buy 
certain items to help you out because life is meant to be enjoyed. I don't know. Like, that's just kind of where I'm coming from with that kind of mindset. <laughs> it's like, I get it. You want to pass on your luxury in your life for your kids, but I mean, you can enjoy life too. Like as a, you're still human. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Such a type seven commentary. I know it's such a seven commentary. <laughs> like you're I still guess, alive, so I don't know. I guess the next thing we can talk about is TI okay. um, in growth mindset. So they kind of upgrade the thought fabric of society in the sense that they like correct they correct inconsistencies, they correct incongruities of thought. And they refine the algorithm of the things around them. So they kind of create like a more accurate um, society. I don't know. Oh, that um, sounds, that makes sense. I've seen, I mean, I don't know if you've caught wind of that, but, um, or wind of the, the change of the winds right now. But um, TE, when things get rough, their option is almost always to create more rules and more backups upon backups upon, you know, in programming, let's say, whatever. But in TI, they're going, well, why do you have to do that? when we just look at the one law and realize why it's wrong and then just either remove it or do something about it. Um, or let's talk about it a little bit more because sometimes we need to operate out of principle instead of just a law. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, we're not like right. Like, cause we're not just robots. Like humans are capable of thinking for themselves. And I think TI represents that a lot that they are about having their own thinking, their own opinions, understanding things their own way. So not letting go of that mindset that, you know, gives us the freedom to practice and hone in on our own critical thinking. Like everything can be questioned. Like that shouldn't be removed from us. We need to keep that up because if we're just thinking about why something is, well, no, we don't even think about why something is the way it is, then there won't be innovation. You know, like there won't be an improvement on society too busy preserving that's so true yeah and i guess like the fixed mindset of ti is that sometimes offends people uh, and it doesn't like it, it it notices people as an afterthought so it's like oh yeah. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> to all the ti dogs out there we we know you're using us as collateral like we understand <laughs> like we're very aware that we're just a figment of your imagination. We're not, uh, we're just pretending to be nice about it, but we know. <laughs> like with INTPs, we get it. You think friends are just holograms. We get it. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, gotta love them though. They're fantastic people. I don't know. Like I, even ISTPs, ISTPs and INTPs are really cool folks. I don't know. They're just really awesome That's people. So true. I agree. Um, and also FE, so FE in a growth mindset, it, it, it kind of promotes like unity among people. Like it's kind of like, how can these relationships um, be better? Or it's mm-hmm. kind of like an improvement in relationships, which improves our quality of life. So it's kind of like they help us inter- improve our interpersonal dy- dynamics. Um, they're kind of looking for that win-win between relationships which is like really important for people to function. Mm-hmm. And I guess the fixed mindset of FE is sometimes like FE, like in the dominant position for some people can like give without reciprocation. And it can like, they become so like, um, I don't know. It's like unreciprocated that it can be kind of like, 
they can feel like, I don't know, sometimes FE kind of ex- expects you to scratch their back too. It's kind of like this, okay, going off of a metaphor that Denzel made before, like mm-hmm. FE kind of wants everyone to scratch each other's back. But it's like FE in the fixed mindset is kind of like, it, it, it counts the times that you haven't scratched their back back. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but it's also true. Like, I see it. <laughs> um, that's so interesting because I also understood FE as, um, especially those who are trying with their FE, like they, FE doms, for example, they don't often realize their, their impact, even though yeah. it's felt by everybody, you know, they, and in socio FE, it's described as being your authentic self, not being able to lie about your emotions. If you're angry, you show it. If you're sad, you show it. If you're happy, you show it. Like it's all in the moment, very out there. And, um, Sometimes, I, and I think I've shocked FE doms when I tell this to them. I'm like, you guys enable an atmosphere where we can all be comfortable with everybody. And it's something they bring to the table and they don't realize that it's something that they're really good at. I've had my friend, I, I've told her, like, you're actually, you think I'm a good icebreaker? If I throw you in a room and I let you have the mic, everyone's suddenly friends with everybody. And that's just a thing. Like, I'm suddenly able to talk to other people, which is why they often serve as messenger aisles sometimes of referring people to others and being, hey, I think you match with this, or I think, you know, they have something to say and you have, you need to hear them and then they'll just connect you. And it's very easy for them to see that, um, but they, it's not easy for them to understand that this is something that they do. They think everybody does it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no one's doing this for you. <laughs> um, and... Sometimes I also have noticed too, like strong, like let me say maybe not strong, but I guess um, developed FE tends to be the type of person who can think for themselves, you know, taking into account their, their weaker TI when they start trusting themselves instead of trusting other people's opinions. Um, Cause I know a lot of FE people, they prefer to just listen and prod and probe other people for their thoughts because they want the most cohesive decision they could make that, uh, you know, because they are so attuned to the impact or the implication in the FE realm, let's say. But sometimes I like, as you're coming from me, from the FI, I see it as a waste of time. (laughs) I was like, you don't need to ask us. We already know what you need to do. But there's still a concern of, well, I don't want to, you know, either do this or do that to this person. And I just, something that's harmonized that everything kind of works. And I'm going, it already does. You just don't trust your TI. And you've, because TI is very also contextual and principled and all that good stuff. So in a way, TI needs, like, I don't know, they need to just kind of understand that even they themselves have the right to, or even the power to trust themselves. And when they do it, there, you know, there is a backlash because people aren't used to that kind of FE dom anymore. Um, the person who isn't out there to people please and the person is out there to express themselves who they are and, you know, get everybody, enable everybody to be their truest selves. And then also at the same time, you know, have boundaries. Like this is what I think and I'm going to follow what I think. And it's not something that is well received by, I think, general folks around because it's not something that they're accustomed to or used to, but it's also so healthy for them. I mean, I've seen it with my friend where she doesn't need to trust um, everybody else's opinions, which is great that she's open and she's humble about it and she wants to hear, but she's a really smart person. So 
what use is others' dumb advice when they already know that when she asks for that person's advice, she already knows they're dumb. Like, or she already knows that the it's coming from a place where that they didn't study enough or they didn't research enough about the subject. They don't need to ask that person anything. That person will offer them nothing um, except something else if they wanted to go in that direction. But in this case, or in this context, they're not offering them anything. They don't need to listen to that person. They can just trust themselves and believe in, them, in themselves, if that makes sense. I don't know. I've just seen it with, maybe because I hang out with too many F.E. Doms. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Just, no, I, what I, say. Like, I read them to filth and they can do it to me it's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seems like FJs they, they kind of uh, they, they don't always trust their own like opinion of things they kind of need to like ask people or it's kind of like so what do you think of that yeah, and like they don't need to they really don't, like, they, I mean of course being open minded is a different thing I feel, I feel those two things aren't um, they aren't the same. Um, but it's in a way when it comes to making decisions, for example, do you need to ask your person that you've never met for three, you know, that you've ne- or you haven't interacted with in three months versus a person that you've already interacted with in six years? I mean, maybe trust that one more. <laughs> or, you know, trust the person who knows you more or something. I don't know. It's just, it's just fascinating to me how they operate and go about their life. Um, they fill their day up so much with helping people. It's, it's fascinating. They can have such filled lives. Um, I don't know. Like I've commented with my friend, I'm like, how do you do it? It's just a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of feelings in that conversation. <laughs> That's so true. That's awesome. And I love the imagery you had about the mes- messenger owl and calling it like F.E. just going around, always helping. And I'm like, wow, you're really good at like symbolism. <laughs> like you attach the functions to this like imagery that is representative of it so well. I just think of, I don't know, because maybe, I don't know, maybe I've just read something about it. I just, I'm in my head when I was thinking about it, I'm thinking of one, the Harry Potter messenger owls concept, but then also all the other fictional things I've watched and read about that involved some form of sending messages and also the experience I've had with um with folks like uh, but also what's funny to add to add context I guess or to add a background sometimes I actually don't think FE doms are messenger owls I actually feel that when situations grip them with anxiety or make them anxious they're not in a position to relay information properly to other people um I know with my friend because they can't lie about their feelings so when they're angry, it's going to come out in a passioned, rage kind of style of wording because that's what they do. And it, I don't fault them for it. I tell them that's totally fine. I like, go for it. Let, let out your realness. It's not my problem. Um, and I know it's coming from them. It's just that it's sometimes they can be compromised in that way because they don't always have the... I guess the TI in the moment to take it, to take reins in that moment. It's very, when they feel it, they feel it. So it's out there. It's going to happen. I'm going to tell you I love you and blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be like insane. And then afterwards, it's going to be, okay, I've calmed down. Everything's great. And I'm going, okay. (laughs) Like, what a trip. (laughs) Um, Because it's not like that for, I guess, for us FI. We're very more, we're more, um, consistent with our feelings it doesn't shift nor change that quickly and if it does it's definitely kept inside more you know like we don't really 
release that. Um, and if anything, we'd rather, if someone's expressing their feelings like that, we'd rather be quiet because we want to give space for that kind of interaction um, versus expressing it ourselves. But, and then, but then sometimes we kind of go on the deep end and we just hold it for too long and then we have six years worth of trauma that we forgot to talk about. <laughs> So, so there's that, you know. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Nate. Okay. Um, when you hear an FE user expressing their emotions, does it ever feel satisfying to you? Because it's kind of like it, it takes the pressure off of you expressing your emotions, or like... I mean, sometimes they say the words that I'm feeling inside, and I just don't know how to articulate it. And they really do bring it. They just take the words out of my mouth sometimes, or out of my heart, if if that makes sense. Um, I'm still, let's say, simmering and sitting with my feelings, and then they just out there and express it. And I look at it, I read them. I'm like, no, I. This is exactly how I feel. Like this is really how I, how I'm, I just wouldn't really word it like this because I would use different language. But this is pretty much the gist of what I'm feeling, and this is like pretty much six months condensed into a paragraph. And I can, I can live with that. Like I can accept this paragraph. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I've noticed with FE users, like, you guys will say what everybody is feeling um, or even thinking inside. Like, you'll just express it. I mean, and I think that's a typical thing with a lot of different types, too. Like, especially TE will just say something or, like, I would say an idea that everyone's probably thinking already because sometimes it just needs to be or demands or needs to be felt and said and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, like, I I wouldn't say that it costs me anything. I would say I would see it as a good thing. Um, I know with my friend when she expresses and she's when you know when they go through or when FE users go through hardships um, mm-hmm. or crises and stuff, I immediately would tell them you are okay to express it. Do not hold it in. Um, if you suddenly have a feeling where you want to cry, stop everything. Just cry. You know, if you need to laugh, just laugh. If you need to be angry, just be angry. I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, the least I could do is be there in a way, and also express the fact that I'm still here even if you have to tap out because you're just having an emotional moment, right? And that's fine. I mean, I would do the same in a sense. Like if I feel emotionally, I mean, nowadays, if I feel emotionally compromised, I'm going to shut that side of myself off and then start telling my friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in an emotionally compromised state right now. I cannot make decisions. Please forgive me. I'm going to go insane, but I'm going to have an episode and I just need to take a break. Um, don't mind me. Even if I don't text you guys right away, I'm still alive. I just, I'm crazy. I'll update you guys once it's over, but I'm not going to do anything crazy. You know, I just go through that whole list. Yeah. But then with FE, sometimes they forget that, um, that they're allowed to do that too. So when they go through some stuff, they instantly want to talk about, Oh, how are you feeling? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't have to ask me. (laughs) We're going to focus on your feelings. Don't worry about it. You'll be yourself, take it in, take in the trauma, take in all the crap and the pain and and live through it. Because I know it sucks, but it's better to deal with it now than deal with it later. Because you guys aren't FI users. You guys aren't going to, you know, refrigerate the emotion for later use. It's not like that for you guys. So holding it in only makes you guys suffer more. So what's the point in giving you an advice that isn't applicable for you, for your perception, your axis, right? That's such a quirky imagery, like refrigerating your emotions. <laughs> your 
that's why. <laughs> I store it. I store it for future use. I'm like, it's both the good and the bad. So I'll have good moments with somebody and I'll like refrigerate it for later on. I'll be like, oh, look at this. I love this. I'm going to put it in a blender next time. Like, I'm going to make a movie out of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Um, with my little shababla with Effie and processing their feelings. Yeah, no, that was really cool. Yeah, sometimes when I, you know, I externalize my emotions, it helps other people process it too because, like, it's kind of saying what they're feeling, but they haven't, like, let it out. Yes, so, yes. yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> and I don't, want, I don't want every people to feel guilty that they had to express their feelings. Like, when my mom, when my grandmother died and my mom had to process the grief, like, you know, there was a situation where she had to wake up, I think it was a 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm, I know I've said this story before. I completely forgot the time now because it's been years. But she would wake up in the middle of the night and she'd just be in the living room just sitting, crying on her couch, right? And it's, that's a thing. Like, and we can't fault the person for grieving. That's how they're going to have, if that's how the body is telling her that she needs to process it like that, that's how she needs to follow it. And so, yeah. you know, I sat there. I'm like, you look like you need a hug. And then I gave her, you know, a hug and I sat with her. And I'm like, I don't really have much, <laughs> I'm not really much to provide comforting words i'm kind of when i deliver words it comes off very well i read a paper that can help process trauma so i'm like i may not be the best in providing comfort but at the same time i'm like i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna tell you that it's okay to be this way you know you're not crazy i don't actually think you are um it's not every day that you're person that you've been with for so many years is now gone of course it's gonna leave a gap in your in you somewhere and that's not going to be filled right away. Like, these are all things. I mean, maybe I was just bringing up the NI of it. Like, everyone's been suffering through this or going through this thing all millennium, of course, over the years. But in this particular situation, it's, it's your personal feelings moment and you need to take it for what it is. So, like, it's okay. You know, you're, you're fine to do this. No one's going to fault you because you can't clean the house because you're grieving. Like, what? We should not fault people for grieving and not being able to do chores. Because <laughs> it's, it sucks, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm going to go into my whole little spiel here. But you know how it is with, with like, Asians and the, the stigma on mental illness? just because they're yeah. not working and then people start assuming that they're lazy. And I'm like, they, their husband just died. Like, are you serious? <laughs> like, let them feel it. Like, let them deal with that. Like, it's just, no. And like, there's so much things that need to, before they get back into their normal. And isn't that the goal is to get everybody back on their feet? We can't do that for just bringing them down by criticizing how they deal with their emotions. I feel like that's just, that's so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually wasn't even knowing where this flow of our conversation was going to go, but I um, guess we are. interesting to know. It's always like I take detours with you. It's like we're on the highway and then we, we take a turn <laughs> and then I don't know where we're going, but we're, apparently we're going there now. <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. Anyways, um, I mean, I, um, I feel like we should uh, end it here for now. You know, and I feel like a lot of people have something. I mean, the, what is it, an OPS? Those who are asleep first would have to process all this information that we just talked about. They need time to get through this, which I, I'm pretty excited about because, I mean, in summary, we just literally, or you outlined for me or highlighted the growth and fixed mindsets of each function. And I just provided color commentary on it. 
<laughs> it was very good commentary. You offered like like visual images for people to picture in their head, and like you're really helpful. You're like um I don't know. You make it exciting. Like you you take an idea and then you make it even more exciting. Oh, like, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's enjoyable. I'm kind of well. Here it is. You know, just <laughs> I mean I, I have one. Two times I failed making cookies, but I'm like, I'm on Twitter going, I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's just the life, the life of a homebound in lockdown ENFP, right? <laughs> you know, makes cookies that are too salty and then has to figure it out. My mom to- made coconut cookies and then we had to deal with, she's like, is it good? I'm like, well, it's not bad. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I'm not... <laughs> into coconut like i'm not into that kind of kind of cookie but it actually tasted great like i was i gave her you know i gave the proper compliment it's great it actually tastes great and i did enjoy it it's just i i have a specific of what i want my cookie to be so and i haven't been getting it so i've been really disintegrating to one and being all upset about it like i need the perfect cookie are you the cookie monster <laughs> like right in a way oh gosh i've been trying you know i've been uh, on twitter and on other mediums and i'm going like i need to make the perfect cookie and you're like you know it's not a it's not a race no one's trying to i'm like no it's not i'm not competing with anybody it's just with me i'm upset with me <laughs> it's my one fit my one connection like i i get upset because it's like this is my like I'm trying to create something and it's not perfect and like I'm going the world is ruined and it's just ones are so self-critical and I get it like with my as a seven I get it <laughs> to the ones out there going through stuff like I, I completely understand why you guys feel the way you do it, it does suck when what you're trying to do and you feel like you have all the skills to make it happen and it's just not producing the results you want because of weird you know, because the wind suddenly changes and you just ruin whatever it is in front of you and it's just upsetting. Totally get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Even as a seven, supposed optimistic, it's like, Ugh. nope. <laughs> Life. But anyways, um, thank you so much, Joyce. This was such a great conversation. Um, this it was, was fun talking. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't, see, I didn't have any expectations. I also didn't really know where this was going to go, but I was really glad that we actually have this. I feel like this is a really, really um, good piece or episode that people could digest. I mean, much like your show. I mean, for the folks out there, as I'm going to re-promote this, you need to hop on this girl's channel and go watch her type talks where she's going through everybody and drilling them and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and unearthing all the diamonds that we think we've already discovered, but realize not completely because type is still evolving. That's kind of, you know, where I'm at with this person. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to watch me interrogate, a wide variety of people go to watch straight talks. <laughs> right, exactly. And and the thing is, you don't focus on just your type. Like, you're not just on INFJs. But then you also have a clear understanding, too, of all the other 16 types, which is so smart, I think, because it puts you in a better position to, to, like, I guess, help and counsel others, if that makes sense. I don't know. I'm just, I'm throwing this in just based on what I'm gathering, my impressions of you and your... I guess, existence. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Nate. You're so sweet. And like, guys, check out Nate's content. Like he has so <laughs> many talks with other people on this and it's like 
amazing just go down the rabbit hole with him you won't regret oh, it oh goodness the rabbit hole right oh lord i mean <laughs> you're all in lockdown too so you have all the time in the world to binge on everybody's content so <laughs> here we are right um but yes till next time joyce um yeah i would love to have you up again and we want to like go through another theory you may have i feel this is really good for sure yeah uh yeah well, thank anybody, for thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> bye guys